0: Hey everyone, I'm back here to finish up the rest of my article, quarter Two, 2022, which you can find on my blog, mapbestnet slash the platform. It's the top option when you go there. I hope that you're enjoying these learnings. Uh, As I mentioned in the first episode, as I started to read through these, I find this reflection process to be so helpful and meaningful to go through. Of course, it takes time to read through everything that i've written over 90 days it's it's a lot i mean imagine reading 60 to 90 pages <laughs> over a few days uh each quarter i mean it's it's a lot it's a lot to go through and it's a lot to pull out those themes and then it's a lot to throw those themes into an article and then to really expand on each of them but it really allows me to engage my head and to really understand all the places where my head has been over that month Or that series of months and it's just so fascinating to see just how much one can learn when one is willing to take some time just to look at everything as it is to reflect and to slow down and that's the point of this so I'll jump in here and we'll finish up compared to the rest of the world the United States is a great place to live over the last six years with events like the election of Donald Trump and viral incidents like the murder of George Floyd and the invasion of the Capitol building on January 6th, the United States has earned itself a more negative view than it has had for most of its history on the global stage. This negative view is brought up by people both within the country and around the world, as they cite many issues that the United States has, such as the lack of a public health care system, high costs of higher education, high military spending, trillions of dollars in debt, and significant inequality between those in the top 1% of wealth and below, and generally as a society. These arguments certainly surface major issues that the United States does in fact need to resolve. Yet despite all of these problems, there's a broader perspective that one can adopt to see the country in a more comparative context. When comparing the United States to every other country in the world, there are many benefits that it boasts, which leads it to be the country to which more people across the world want to immigrate. Let's compare the United States to a few countries on a number of continents. Say Mexico, Colombia, Nigeria, Malaysia, Spain, and Russia. In the article, I have included three graphs. First, the median income by country in dollars. Second, the national crime rate per 100,000 people by country. And then lastly, the percentage of the population who makes less than $10 per day. I encourage you to check out World Population Review. It's a website that I use to pull together all these data, and it has a ton of information that can help you to compare countries across a series of metrics. I found it to be a revelatory exercise, and I think you will too. So just to sort of articulate what these graphs look like, um, in the United States, median income uh, is about $19,000. And if you look at the next best in that series of countries, it is Spain, who is just under $12,000. Um, so that's a $7,000 gap between, um, the United States median income and Spain's. And then the next closest is Malaysia and that's $7,500 followed by Russia, uh, around $5,300 followed by Mexico and Nigeria or right around $3,000 and then Nigeria or Mexico and Colombia I should say. And then Nigeria, which is just under a thousand dollars then going down to look at national crime rate per 100,000 people. uh, The United States is around 47 or 48. Mexico is just around 54. Colombia, 56. Nigeria, 64. Malaysia, 57. Russia, 40. And Spain, 34. So United States is across the board as a nation, less safe than Spain and Russia are, but more safe than Mexico, Colombia, Nigeria, and Malaysia. And then the last graph that I included here, uh, the percentage of the population making under $10 per day. In the United States, that's about 2% of the population. And then the next best is Spain, which is right around 6%, followed by Malaysia, which is at 10%, Russia, 21% and then the more stark numbers here, Mexico and Colombia around 55%, and then Nigeria close to 100%. I know that that crime graph that I described doesn't look that great in comparison to the two above and below it. My goal with the graphs that I included here and just described is not to say that these metrics matter more than anything else, Nor is it to say that the United States is the greatest country in the world. Rather, it is to get you to take a step back and consider what life might be like in other countries across the world. Imagine what it would be like living in Nigeria, Mexico, Malaysia, Colombia, Russia, or Spain. Imagine what it would be like to be from those countries and to grow up inside of them. How would America look to you in comparison to there? Take a deeper look on that website that I suggested, which is, once again, World Population Review. And look through the data on deaths during childbirth. Deaths within the first year of life. Education, employment, vaccination, life expectancy, democracy, religious freedom, gender equality, peace. Across the many things that are important to living a good life, the United States does a pretty good job comparatively. Even against what many would consider to be the best countries to live in the world. In life, you must make choices. Living actively is a much better way to learn and progress than to just sit back and let life happen to you. Because even if you do not make a choice, that in itself is a choice, and you are condemned to the consequences. When we take steps ahead and act proactively to try to live the lives we seek, we are able to learn by moving forward and being in a position of strength and progress. When life happens to us and we do not make choices, we are in retreat, defending on our heels, trying to react to everything that is flying toward us, The latter allows anxiety and depression to creep and to perturb us persistently. The former allows us to learn, grow, face ourselves more deeply, and become more fulfilled versions of who we have the potential to be. My last learning, talking about ideas and values helps me to reinforce them. Simply engaging with and talking about ideas inside of our own heads Is frequently not enough to deeply root them inside of ourselves as personal knowledge and values, I've learned that when I get to talk about certain ideas and values that I have learned about, believe in, or that interest me, I'm able to carry them with me into my day-to-day life more effectively. Perhaps this is because when we talk about ideas and values with others, we're introducing a number of situational factors that encourage us to act in certain ways. First, when we tell others that something matters to us or that we believe in something, The last thing we want to do is to do the opposite of what we said, as that introduces a ton of cognitive dissonance that we as humans desperately try to avoid. Second, in order to discuss an idea or value in its completion with someone else, or in other words, to teach it, you need to really understand it much more deeply than solely at the surface. And if you do find yourself talking about it and you can't seem to get beyond the surface, you'll likely be motivated to go and learn more about it so you can fortify your knowledge for the next time. Lastly, There is the concept of repeated exposure, which is that we become more sympathetic to things we hear or see frequently. So when we talk about something repeatedly with others, we have a hard time not liking it or identifying with it more. If you ever want to learn something and to understand it more, talk about it with others. You'll certainly be on your way to reinforcing your understanding and memory of the idea. Thanks for listening to this. Um, Going through this has been a lot of fun for me, as always, and I hope that it's the case for you too. This series will come back, as always, uh, in about three months' time, once I get to the end of quarter three. So stick around if you're interested, and there will be plenty of podcast content on the way uh, On the way there. So thanks for listening. As always, much, much love. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, it really means a lot to me. And um, I'll be back soon. In the meantime, take care of yourself. If you can, someone else do. Cheers.